it simple, keep it small, and there will be enough for all. Take a little, give a lot. Thank Mother Earth and Father Sky for what you've got. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Green Women Podcast. I'm your host, Reggie, and a member of the Green Women Leadership Group. You know, as green women, we are passionate about growing our own lives and being activists for deep concerns about women's issues and our self-care practices, healthy living, nature healing, environment and climate crisis, social justice and activism, and living in harmony with Mother Earth. We are artists, educators, students, medical professionals, entrepreneurs, coaches, business owners, green mamas, and grandmothers, and we are wrapping our lives and work around making a difference in our world. Well, I don't know if you have realized it by now that I have such a fascination on not only about how the human body works and how we work with nature but how the natural world works in conjunction with our health and all existence of life on earth. And I think with this new pandemic and virus, this is a really good time to talk about this. So I want to ask you, how many of you have seen the movie Fantastic Fungi? Well, I'm sure fungi isn't something we usually even think about, but I have to tell you that I watched it. It was amazing. Oh my God, it opened, you know me, it opened another whole world, an avenue for me. So I'm going to discuss a little bit about this fantastic fungi and give you a little bit of information that you can go do your own research. If you haven't seen the movie yet, You can obviously Google it to find out where it is. I've seen it on Netflix, Amazon, and some other sites. As it states in the movie, there is a world under the earth that holds the consciousness of nature's connection to all living things, supports life, and converts life. One of the speakers also stated that the network of the fungi is 300 miles under earth every footstep you take, and that is all over the world. It is done by what we call mycelium, and it is called, um, well, it's the communication network under the ground, which not only creates mushrooms that can provide medicinal properties, as well as many other functions in the life of the earth, but also in our lives as well. Paul Stamets, one of the speakers in the movie and a mycologist, did a quote in the movie. We need to have a paradigm shift in our consciousness. If we don't get our act together and come in commonality and understanding with the organisms that sustain us today, not only will we destroy those organisms, but we will destroy ourselves. Wow. As I talk some more, I think you'll understand how important this is. So maybe this paradigm shift in our consciousness 
to heal our world might be just the help we need. So let me give you an example of some of my research that I had found. A team of biologists have discovered how plants use fungi to help them to gather vital nutrients for from the soil. Makes sense. The researchers found that a protein known as a proton pump in the fungus and root cells energizes the cell membranes, creating a pathway into the plant cells for nutrients such as phosphorus. We've all heard of that. We use it all the time in our lawn care. The research may point the way to the development of higher yield crops using the nutrients plant's own organic tools rather than fertilizers. So I thought that was pretty interesting. So of course, this interested me so much that I began reading a book I found called The Entangled Life, How Fungi Make Our Worlds, Makes Our Worlds, Change Our Minds, and Shape Our Futures by Merlin Sheldrake. He is a biologist and writer and received his PhD in tropical ecology for his work on underground fungal networks in the tropical forest in Panama. Another example on how fungi can function in our world, Merlin states in his book, there are some fungal appetites that can be deployed to break down pollutants such as crude oil from oil spills in a process known as micro-remediation. That's kind of a big word. I thought that was pretty fascinating that we can use these to help do that. And I think they've actually started doing something like that. Then I began to think about the digging up of the ground, the pulling out of trees and roots, you know, just like logging and all that we're doing, poisoning the ground with herbicides in our farming and toxins and disturbing that whole network of the mycelium. And I thought to myself, how does that affect the world beneath our feet? If it's supposed to be so good for us, now it sounds like we're damaging it. Well, I found an article um, on the Maine Island Conservatory published by Maddie Lister, and she states, I hope I say this right, microhizzle fungi are the communication and resource transportation infrastructure of the biological world. However, just as traffic accidents, storms, and earthquakes can interrupt and endanger our infrastructure, some human activities are threatening these highways beneath our feet. Things like tillage, digging, compaction, logging, as well as agricultural practices such as fertilizers, fungicide, herbicides, insecticides, applications can kill the mycelium, the network that's growing under the ground. Soil disturbance can happen very easily. And unfortunately, most of us contribute to it. Heavy machinery use, stump removal, and compaction of soils all have detrimental effects on the fragile networks of mycelium in the forest. But the loss of vegetation is the most significant. In the absence of vegetation, mycelium starves. 
and the mycorrhizal life within the soil is totally wiped out. In addition, soil compaction from the big machineries during development can have unexpected impact impact on nearby trees and other plants. Even our beautiful parks suffer from soil compaction and us trampling across the forest floor. That's why in the national parks, they say stay on the path because it will affect what's growing there also. How do we save these precious mycelium? I'm going to go through a few. We need to minimize the disturbance we create. We need to take care of our trees, whether it be leaving as many trees standing on your property as possible, particularly those veteran trees, planting a diversity of tree species, or leaving dead and dying trees to decompose naturally can help maintain and support mycelium networks. Soil disturbance should be prevented as much as possible. This includes construction, farming, gardening, and even hiking to limit that use of heavy machinery to designated areas, practice more regenerative forms of farming with less fertilizers and toxins and tilling and leave as much land natural as possible. And when we're hiking, it is important to stay on the designated trails to avoid that compacting of the soils and we create and then we end up creating alternate paths for more people to follow. Remember to keep in mind when conserving natural areas on your property that what lies beneath the forest floor is as important as what you see above it. But my discovery was not just the finding of the movie and the book, for I was walking in the nearby wooded park nearby home. I found some mushrooms and I became even more curious. They were these white ones and they had little little bumps all over them. Well, I didn't know what they were. And then I saw some little white round ones. I thought, "Mm, I'm not sure those are really good. But as I kept walking, I passed a walker who had a bag, which kind of looked like one of those little straw fishing, you know, baskets or whatever. And he had just come over a wooden bridge that went over a creek. And I was kind of being funny. And I just said, well, you're not going to find much fish in that creek. And he stated he wasn't fishing. He's looking for mushrooms. And I just wanted to know so much more. So I asked him that, you know, what I had passed, he goes, well, show me. So I did. He told me what they were. And the white one was like a shaggy mane. And he said, but you know, if it's a little darkened on the inside, you can take it home and look at it. But if it's darkened, that means it's past its prime. So I already learned something. So that just even intrigued me even more. We chatted a bit And I was truly interested in what he was saying. So he said that you should join the Minnesota Mycological Society to learn more. And I thought, I don't even know about such a thing. But I tell you, I looked him up, I'm going to join. So my world just opened some more. After we talked about the mushrooms, I found and looked them up and I found many other varieties and I found out how beneficial these were to our human body. 
I know a lot of you out there don't like mushrooms, but there's all different ways to make them. Freeze dried and you can put them in coffees and they come with cocoa and teas. And I know there's been a lot of uh, reishi teas out there lately. So let me go over them with you. I have six of them that I'd like to talk about. So shiitake is considered the elixir of life. They have proven, proven to possess serious antiviral and antibacterial properties. They also contain what we call polysaccharides, which fortifies our immune system. Then there's the reishi, which is considered the mushroom of immortality. And traditional Chinese medicine, it's perhaps the most cherished. It belongs to a class known as adaptogens, which helps the body adapt to stress and exert a normalizing effect on the bodily processes such as rebalancing the immune system and bringing our emotions and overall psyche into well, um, into balance as well. Lion's mane is considered the brain booster, and that is due to the fact that it contains of um, many compounds that are highly beneficial for cognitive function and health of our nervous system and have shown to stimulate the growth of new brain cells and stimulate beneficial bacteria in our mouth and our gut, which makes up a large portion of our immune defense. Mataki good for helping to ease physical and mental stress while fortifying, again, our immune system. It has been studied in Asia for its possible anti-cancer effects to stimulate the production of our system's natural killer cells. And then there's the chaga, another immune boosting for the high levels of antioxidants of any mushroom, which help fight off these free radicals, which attack our healthy cells and make us sick. Uh, it has also been considered to have antibacterial, bacterial, antiviral, and anti-inflammatory properties. And then there's turkey tail, which contains a variety of natural compounds that improve energy levels and promote healthy microbiome, which is, is the heart of our immune system. And, you know, with all these teas here, I actually have been drinking um, the teas out of them. And I really like them. They are really delicious. So in closing, I would encourage you to do your own research, but I would like you to just think of what is in the ground beneath our feet that could be a resource for the existence of ourselves, but more importantly, our planet, Mother Earth, our home. I hope you get an opportunity to see this movie, maybe read the book Entangled Life. We need to begin to find new ways to live without all the toxins in our world. I'd like to leave you with a quote by Paul Stamets, and he was actually one of the speakers in the movie. Fungi are the interface organisms between life and death. Now, I would like to give you all a big thank you for tuning in and listening. If you enjoyed this episode, please share this podcast or tell a friend, download and subscribe. We can be found on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, Google Podcasts and Stitcher. Until next time, stay informed, be healthy, live green and become an activist for your own health, the health of your family and the health of Mother Earth, our true home. Keep it simple, keep it small, and there will be enough for all.
take a little, give a lot. Thank Mother Earth and Father Sky for what you've got.